Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Welcome, everybody, to the Stay Grounded podcast. My name is Raj Jana, and I am your host. Today, we have got an incredible individual with us to chat about everything we love chatting about, which is how to make daily happiness easy in your life. So without further ado, I want to introduce my good friend, Alan Brower. Alan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm so excited for this. Good deal. Good deal. I'm excited to have you here. You can't tell just by how excited I sound. So for everybody here, I'm going to give a quick bio into Alan, and uh, then I'm just going to let him sort of fill in, fill in the spaces and, and give us a real sort of story about who he is, where he's come from, and what he's up to now. So Alan is the co-founder of a company called Best Self Co. They create an incredible productivity journal that I personally use. Uh, in my day-to-day life and has helped me achieve a lot of my goals that I've set over the last couple of years. So thank you, Alan. Um, But uh, beyond that, Alan is an awesome guy who has got an incredible story of coming from from rock bottom to creating incredible success uh, in his life. And I think that uh, Alan has a lot of insights for anybody who's wishing to turn their life around or take it to the next level. So without further ado, Alan, uh, if you don't mind, man, tell us your story. That was a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, my story is a long one. Where shall where shall I start? <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. So you started out as an entrepreneur, and then you uh, your journey through entrepreneurship and the and the valleys and the peaks, and and sort of how you came here. I think a lot of people sure. would be interested to hear just that. Yeah. So um, I was working corporate life. Uh, they put a glass ceiling over me. Uh, I was young. I was hungry. I was about 25 years old. So I was just going, going nuts, just thinking about all the career moves that I could be making. Um, and I felt trapped. Didn't really feel very fulfilled. So what I ended up doing was I heard about this thing called Shopify Build a Business Competition. And it's where you start a company sell products online and hopefully you win. My uh, company that I started was a clothing line and a brand called It's Not Clothing. Nice. Uh, And it was catering to college students. And all we created was tank tops and V-necks. That's it. (laughs) Nothing else. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. And that was it. That was my first stab in, in entrepreneurship, taking the leap. And I didn't really get much success out of it, but I, I caught the bug. Fast forward a couple of years, trying multiple things, helping people with marketing and digital marketing. My background is marketing. I was working in a company where I was a marketing manager. So I knew, I knew the ins and outs of 
how digital marketing worked cool. uh, at a larger scale. So I took that and started helping other people with uh, small businesses, almost opening up my own consultancy. Fast forward a little bit more, helping doing people with some side projects. That's when I joined an entrepreneur program online to build a SaaS product from scratch. That program had 600 students in it. One of those students is now my business partner today. Her name is Catherine Lavery. She is wonderful. Yes. And we started out as accountability partners in this program. We were accountability partners for a year as we were building up our own businesses. And then one time, uh, right around the time that she said, hey, we should go into business together, I pretty much hit rock bottom. Uh, This was about three years ago. It was December. It was cold. Uh, very cold. I think there was snow on the ground. And if you know anything about me, I really don't like cold weather. I'm more like an outdoorsy guy. I want to be outside. And long story short, let's paint the picture. December, I was dead broke. I had negative $44 in my bank account. I was playing a hobby of entrepreneurship, really. Uh, I kept telling everybody that I was an entrepreneur, but in reality, uh, I was a entrepreneur. Couldn't even afford my fiance at the time a birthday card for her because how are you going to yeah. spend money when you have negative money in your account? Right. Uh, I had Christmas presents that weren't purchased yet. Christmas was a few weeks away. And I was just in a down and out spot. So I dabbled in entrepreneurship. I acquired this skill set of marketing over the years, but I hadn't really done anything with it. And that was the time where I said, screw this. I'm going to take 100% control of my life. I'm never going to feel this way ever again. And I saw the power of accountability and I wanted to hold myself accountable. So I actually recorded a video on this day and I pretty much shared to the world, guys, this is the last time I will ever be in this situation. I'm taking 100% control of my life for my outcomes. And that was the tipping point. Since that day, started two different companies. Uh, One company with Catherine when we first started was an e-commerce brand. We ended up selling that business to focus and double down on the company that I'm working on today. That company, as you mentioned in your intro, is Best Self Co. Best Self Co. creates tools to help people reach their goals, unlock their potential, and live a life they would be proud of. It's based around productivity, performance, and positivity. And some of those tools are day planners, notebooks, journals, uh, some office supplies. And we we just tapped into uh, software, building out a Chrome extension and soon to come and uh, maybe a mobile mobile app. But you didn't hear that from me. I didn't hear that from you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. I mean, I, I think a lot of people have this tipping point where they hit rock bottom or they feel like they're hitting rock bottom. What made you want to change and and what made you want to stay accountable to yourself? Was it the fact that you saw accountability work with you work with Catherine? Well, or, or like, cause a lot of people like they feel that, but they don't do anything about it. So do you have any advice for people who might be at rock bottom or feel like they're hitting rock bottom and, and how to sort of turn that into fuel like you did? It was an internal shift. I'd been accountability partners with Catherine for a year by that point, and uh, and I saw that it worked, but the real shift was internal, and it was no longer making excuses for 
you know, this outcome happening. It was no longer pointing the finger in other directions. The only way that I could point my finger was back at myself, really. And until I did that, that was the tipping point. Essentially, you took all the either it can be negativity, blame, or wherever your attention was, and you focus that attention inward, mm-hmm. and you use that to fuel yourself, which I think is brilliant. Um, so I think I want to segue that into a conversation. So that's been a consistent thing that you've done over time, and it's obviously compounded to where you are now. When when I, when we say Alan is a productivity and goal setting expert, um, I don't say that lightly. Um, in about two years since starting Best Self Co. Alan has propelled his business, his life, and his legacy to unknown heights. Uh, He won Forbes 30 Under 30 last year, uh, within a year of starting his company, and I think maybe a year and a half of hitting rock bottom. Uh, He just got back from a week-long retreat with Tony Robbins, um, Marie Forleo, and other incredible business icons, and he's earned his way there. So for everybody listening here, I just want to give you a little bit of context. Um, Alan uh, is a gem when it comes to really understanding the human psyche and how to use it to propel yourself in a positive manner. So now that we frame that, Alan, I would love for you to share some insights on sort of how you created this amazing change for yourself and, and how you fostered that on a daily basis. So what kind of routines did you follow and all that stuff? So after I hit rock bottom, I realized... No, I have to change what I'm doing. Well, how can I make big changes? Well, you start with small changes and then stack it up is really what it came down to. It's I want to change my life. Well, my life, that's a pretty big thing to change. Well, how do I change like something smaller? How do I break this down into little things that I can do to just make me better? So what things do I do to put a positive frame to change the frame uh, of what I'm trying to achieve in life. Some things that I do personally are I am extremely intentional with my time. That is the first thing. And we are constantly distracted with people pulling us in different directions, other people's agendas, meetings, notifications on our phone, notifications on our laptop, phone calls, text messages. It's a noisy environment. The first thing I did was get really intentional with my time and break it down into half hour segments. And once I realized how much time I was wasting in the day, I said, okay, all this time that I'm wasting, I have so much room to put positive things in. So what I ended up doing was filling those voids, those big blank white spaces of time with daily meditation, with working out. With reading, how can I sharpen my, my skills as a, a marketer or just a business owner with connecting with people? And I started finding things that worked for me as far as daily routines to help fill those voids of time where I wasn't working on anything productive or, or meaningful. I love that. So you essentially took your day and all the time in your day. And anytime you felt like there was idle time, you filled it with something constructive or positive that would help you essentially sharpen yourself and, and bring yourself into this phase of just consistent productivity and, 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 and this, and the space that's, that just helps you be happier, healthier, and and all the above. Absolutely. 
I think that's awesome. And I think that's, that's, that's definitely something that a lot of people. So let me ask you this. Um, I find myself having a lot of blank space throughout my day. And I might not always think the first thing is to flip it and, and bust out a book and start reading, or maybe something's happened in my day where I don't have control over and I'm not necessarily, I don't have the answer in front of me of, of what I can do instead with my time. Um, so how do you navigate through sort of like the ups and downs of just a day? Cause it sounds like, you know, you're, you're very intentional with this time I'm going to use for this, this time I'm going to use for this, but when things don't work out and that throws a wrench in your day, how do you, how do you sort of battle that and combat it? Sure. So one thing that I do is I front load my day with the most important stuff. So for example, I wake up and I have a morning routine that I do. And that morning routine focuses on key elements that just make me the best that I can be. And that is all internally focused. That's spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, all, all those well-beings. And I hit all of those every morning. What that does is a lot of people go to work and then maybe they'll work out in the afternoon or they'll go to work and maybe uh, consume some knowledge while they're on the, their lunch break or go to work and then work out after work. And what they what normally happens is you get so tired from working that working out is now on the back burner. And then if that repeats a few days in a row, then that turns into a few weeks in a row. And now you haven't been to the gym or gone on a run or done anything right. active in such a long time. So why I put that in the beginning of my day, is because once I'm full, then I can give everything else. So I know that my health is sound. I know that my mental and emotional well-being is sound because I meditate every morning. Uh, I make sure that you know I'm consuming some book whether it's audio form while I'm working out or I take just 15 minutes to read uh, in the morning. Now I'm sharpening my mental knowledge. And once I have that preloaded in the day, then I jump into the most productive thing that I could be doing with my time first thing in the morning. And by this time, I haven't opened up my email. I haven't sent out any text messages. I haven't checked in with my team. The only thing that I've done is worked on myself. And then now I'm working on the highest leverage activity. Then after this, now any free time that comes in place, whether it's free space or a meeting gets canceled and now I've got a block of time, it really doesn't matter what I put in there because everything's already done and taken care of. So mm. it could be a book. Great. Yep. Let's pick up that book and continue reading where I left off. It could be, oh, you know what? I saw this one video and, or someone recommended that I watch this, uh, this TED Talk or something like that. Now I can fill my time with 18 minutes right here. Uh, or it's just, I, I don't want to do anything. And maybe I can just yeah. take the dog for, for a walk. You know? But I have that option right? because I front-loaded everything. And I think that's where it comes down to. I think that is brilliant. That's a concept that I, I tried to practice and with our own company is just this idea of taking care of yourself first and making sure the tank is full before you go out and do everything else. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else, which is ultimately why people crash. I think that's brilliant. And I, and I love that you've, you've done that. I think that gives a lot of perspective, especially for a lot of people working full-time jobs where they might not have complete control over their time. Mm -hmm. And they're feeling pulled in different directions. I think that's, that's wonderful. So let me ask you this. Um, what kind of role do your routines actually play in your life? I mean, do you have a routine like, like when you're traveling and your routines 
like it's probably different. Like when you're on the go, how do you stay settled in routine? Uh, do you have things that you take with you? How do you keep the tank full when sometimes things are not always going your way? That's a great question. So I just moved recently and I also travel a lot for work, whether I'm going to a conference or I'm speaking at a conference or, uh, you know, just going to a mastermind, something right. along those lines. I, I'm on the road a lot. But for this example, I moved, but I had to be out of my first home before moving into my second home for over two months. I was in an environment that I wasn't used to. I was surrounded by people who I'm not normally surrounded with. And I was practically living out of a suitcase because everything that I owned was in storage. Right. The only thing that kept me moving forward were my routines. And some days I wasn't able to get to my full routine, but here's what I've put in place. I have a full routine that I normally have. And if the planets align and everything's perfect and I'm in my own home, I can do it. It takes a little bit longer. When I'm on the road, I have a different routine that I do that hits all the points, but maybe it doesn't take as long, but I get the 80-20 out of it. Mm. So I'm able to downgrade or upgrade my routine based on what's happening in my life at that time. Maybe there was a, I'm putting out fires until 1am because we're coming up to like this big digital launch that we're about to do with the business. So I'm a little tired and I'm a little drained first thing in the morning. So maybe I, I don't have as much steam as I would to do an hour and a half full blown morning routine. So now I just go down to the 20 minute one and then get into my day. Let me ask you this. Um, what are some of those non-negotiables that you distill your routine down to? First and foremost is meditation. If I can't do anything except meditate, I'm, I'm perfect. It's right. Okay. It's really transformed. That's, that's really my non-negotiable. It's meditate. At, and actually, <laughs> I swear Raj did not pay me for this. <laughs> it's a cup of coffee. I swear. Perfect. It's, I swear. It's those two non-negotiables. <laughs> it's, I, I really do need a cup of coffee and to meditate. And as long as I have that, I can, rock out the rest of the day. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like that cup of coffee sort of plays into meditation in a way, whether it be like, does your routine of coffee, what about the coffee makes you feel like it's absolutely necessary? Is it the, because for me, at least I'm, I'm somewhat the same way. Um, if I can't do anything in my mornings, I mean, I have to have my cup of coffee. And for me, it's almost like that first sip almost serves like this warm thing that goes down my body. So like, and for me, almost that's, that's almost a sort of meditation or therapeutic feeling. It's like, okay, your day is going to be okay. Let's get going kind of thing. So like, what kind of role does coffee actually play into your morning routine? Have you thought about it in that sense? So in the morning, when I wake up at home, my wife, Lauren loves when we have our cup of coffee together in the morning, mm. it's a sense of connection before she runs out the door and goes to work and I go off and, and do whatever I'm about to do, which is right. mostly working, except I work from home, which is, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's our chance to bond and connect in the morning before the day gets ahead of us. And it's that connection when I'm solo and I have a cup of coffee 
it's it's almost like I'm connecting to myself. So I guess it, the yeah. answer is connection, but it's uh, it's connecting in two different ways. One, connecting with the person that I'm having that cup of coffee with. And if there's no one there, then I'm just connecting with myself because I'm just in my own thought. I'm in the present moment and I'm just being. I like that. No, that makes complete sense. And you know, I never actually thought of it from a sense of connectedness, but ultimately my morning routine for me, it serves as this chance to connect with myself because I feel like I'm running so fast throughout the day. Totally. And so I can definitely see how a cup of coffee sort of plays into that. And yes, guys, I did not pay Alan to do all this. So anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's, so I, I, uh, I just created a vlog of, uh, uh, winning the Shopify, build a business, build a bigger business. And the morning that I woke up for ringing the New York stock exchange opening bell, I was up at like four 30. I was ready to go. I, I, I was like morning routine out of right. the way. <laughs> so at four 30 in the morning, I'm in the lobby of this hotel. I'm like, where's the coffee? Cause they didn't have any in the room. They told oh me, gosh. oh, coffee isn't served until 6.30. I'm like, what do you guys sleep in around here? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need it. Yeah. I need it. <laughs> well, no, I'll have to hook you up with the, with the travel coffee setup. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll take care of you later. But no, because I think most people, and the reason I want to get deep into your routines when, mm-hmm. when you're traveling and when things aren't going right, because it's very easy to, to have everything in a perfect world. Like on a Saturday morning when there's tons of time, it's really easy to wake up when you want to wake up and have that time to yourself. Um, but when when push comes to shove and, and you're on a, and you're in a hurry, I think most people drop their routines. Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice to hear from somebody who's had so much success with the routines that you don't have to do the whole thing. You can do what works for you as long as you're making time for yourself is what I just took away from you. Um, and I think that's, that's a huge, uh, that's a huge component. And I want to kind of segue that actually into what you just said about having a cup of coffee with your wife in the morning and like you being connected with yourself. Uh, how does gratitude sort of play into all of this? Like, is that something you cultivate on a daily basis? Is that something that is part of your meditations or this connectedness routine? Could you expand on that? Yeah. So gratitude and appreciation are intertwined in my life incredibly. Uh, It's one of the, I I think it's one of the fundamental pieces that has helped me become so successful, whatever success looks like to to anybody. But um, it started out with how can I write down or just be grateful on a daily basis? And one thing that I found out early on is when you're grateful for things, you find more reasons to be more grateful for things. And then once you're more grateful for things, you're, it's just like this hamster wheel that, that cycles itself. And I've been stuck in a hamster wheel of negativity. I've been surrounded by people who are stuck in a hamster wheel of negativity And it's just so much more refreshing to live a life in a positive light that's constantly fueled by positivity and gratitude and appreciation. Uh, And when that happens, when you're doing that to yourself, you you then spill that off to other people and then you're surrounded by other positive people as well. And when I found that out early on, 
realized, okay, well, how can I do this? How can I be more grateful for the things that I do have in my life? And it was very simple. I had a blank moleskin and I planned out my day and just beneath my day, I started writing down three things that I was grateful for every morning. And what happens is, and I'm not the only one I've heard this hundreds of times before is people get complacent with the things that they write down. So if you're already doing this practice and you feel like, Oh yeah, I've done that before. You know, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't work for me. What I found is I would write my wife, my dog, my home, my truck, my wife, my dog, my own, my truck. And, and it, like, it, it, seriously, like that was the, the list, you know, like it didn't get, it just kept doing that. So I actually learned this from Marie Forleo. And what she told me was when you're being grateful for something, it's not how many things you can spray out to be grateful for. It's the laser focused way that you can be grateful for one thing. And instead of writing down three things every morning, I now write down one thing and then three reasons why. And what that does, it allows me to get laser focused and really think about why am I grateful for this rather than just having it as a routine that I jot down and then turn the page. Yeah. I love that. I'm definitely going to steal that. Um, I think that's, that's so powerful. I, I fall into this trap and then it, it it cheapens the exercise when it's just it like like this this this. You're just it's just like a routine. You're just like listing it out. All right, next thing, right? So I think the way you do it is is so intentional. And uh, I think I want to just give you a little plug, man. I mean, like just everything you do just is so intentional. Um, over and I'm I'm sure this has been something that's cultivated over time. Um, how did you cultivate this mindset? of being so intentional with what you're doing. Um, uh, is there, are there any practices that you can recommend books, mentors, just resources you can recommend to people so that they can cultivate this attitude of gratitude as I like to call it. I mean, is there, is there, is there, is there anything that you can, you can recommend? Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of research and resources out there. Uh, and I've probably read every single book and been to a bunch of seminars and been mentored and coached by, individuals who are leaders in this field, uh, a few places to start if you're just starting out. One, pick up The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Great book. He, uh, that triggered how I start my morning uh, and develop a morning routine. So that, that'll help with that. As far as gratitude goes, um, one book that you can pick up that really hit home, like taking 100% control and 100% responsibility for your actions is, I I actually have a a couple, but the first one that comes to mind is the success principles by Jack Canfield. Uh, I know he's updated that for like the digital marketing age, but I haven't read that one. It was the original Uh, and the original will do you just fine. There's also sort of a semi-con confrontational book. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's the number one book I recommend to everybody. And it's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. God, yeah. That book is, it's, it's a doozy. And that one will really cement you into how am I showing up? What purpose do I have here? And am I utilizing my time on earth for that purpose? 
and, and it's all about having definite uh, purpose, really. Uh, it's the number one book I recommend to everybody. Have you read it, Raj? I absolutely have. And uh, I cannot agree with you more, really. That book changed a lot for me. Extremely confrontational. I think actually he wrote it in like the 1920s, but wasn't allowed to get it published until like what, like five or six years ago. Yeah. Something like that. It's something crazy. Yeah. It was so confrontational to the, to the conventional ways of thinking, but yeah, great, great recommendations. I have not read the success principles. Um, so I'll definitely have to pick that up, but, uh, but that's, that's, that's great. So, and I think the the main point I want to bring up with that is, you know, this isn't something you were born with. Um, this is something you cultivated over time. This is something that you created for yourself over time, which, uh, I hope people can take inspiration and the listeners here can take inspiration from to create for themselves. Um, And I'm and that's why I love your podcast because my number one, like core driving value in my life is like, Hey, I found this for myself. And why does this feel like it's hidden to the rest of the world? And I want to just share that with everyone. And that's what you're doing. You're giving people the flashlight to say, Hey, look over here in this dark spot that really isn't that dark and scary. You could do anything that you want, anything that you think is possible, right? You don't, there's no such thing as natural born talent. Uh, you having people like you on the podcast definitely makes it easy, Alan. (laughs) Um, I appreciate the kind words, but no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I look up to you in, in many ways and, and, and this is definitely one of the biggest and, and you create, like I said, you've just created this, there's almost like this attractive energy around you. And, and I think you said it well earlier. It's, it's this positivity hamster wheel. You know, the, the faster you run on it, the faster you feel like things are just coming towards you and, and, and you're attracting that. To somebody who might feel, that, feel skeptical about, you know, just a simple change like just mindset, how do you show the light to somebody who says, oh, you know what, thinking about this stuff isn't really going to change anything? How do you, how do you help people sort of see that in their lives? Like, is there, is there anything that you can recommend or at least practices where you can help people sort of take a chance on this idea of just positive thoughts and positive thinking? First off, it boggles me. It boggles my mind that there are people that just say, you know what? I'd rather just be negative the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. And I think I'll, I'll rephrase, I'll rephrase Um, people who might be going through tough times. Sure. um, I think that's what I'm, I'm more people who might not feel like they see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. When you and I both know that the light at the end of the tunnel is only shown if you pull out the flashlight and shine it there. Sure. Um, So how do you help people? who might be in that space to sort of see their own worth and, and help themselves just pick themselves up and create this life that you've so amazingly created for yourself. Just know that anything that you want to do is 100% possible. The only limitation that you have is in your own mind. And here's the thing. Those limitations weren't put there by you. They were put there by other people. And now you're believing what other people have pretty much brainwashed you to believe you're never going to be good at this. You're not smart enough. Uh, what makes you think that you can do that? Uh, you know, like all these mechanisms to keep you trapped, uh, in one way of thinking is not serving you anymore. And as soon as you break through that now, here's, here's the thing, just know that those people aren't doing anything malicious. They're not trying to literally hold you down and keep you down from achieving greatness. 
they're doing it out of love because they don't want to see you be hurt or fail or experience pain. And that just goes back to the way that we're wired uh, from when we were living in caves. It's like, hey, let's just try to keep everybody safe. But right now, in this day and age, if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) you are perfectly fine (laughs) with taking risks (laughs) and just believing in yourself that you can do something big, that you can do something meaningful, and that you can and you have everything that you need to get you where you want to go. So by changing your frame into a positive frame set and a positive mindset and giving yourself the belief that you can do that now triggers you to act in a hundred percent belief because what happens when you have act 50 50 Raj, you know, this nothing ever happens. You're half in and you're half out. You had one foot out the door before you even walked in, you know, and, and you were never really committed because you had that doubt. But once you switch that to 100% positive, that yes, things will come in my way, but I am determined to get through this. You're going to have the outcomes that you want because you push through with 100% positivity. You're all in and you're all out. I think totally. uh, that's a hundred percent true. And you know, I've always, I don't know if, I don't know where I heard this quote, but it was, you know, 99% uh, or a hundred percent commitment is a breeze. 99% commitment is a bitch. Oh, and, totally. and uh, you know, I've, I've sort of, I think I've actually got that written in my, in my bathroom, <laughs> just like, so I remember that if I'm going to do something, go all in and, you know, and that can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't have to mean, you know, go all in on your business or go, like, it, it's just whatever you choose to go all in on, just go all in and make a decision to be happier. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, Alan, uh, you of all people have have created this life for yourself. That is such an inspiration for myself. And I know all of our listeners are, are, I mean, I, I know if I was a listener, I'd be just jumping up right now, wanting to just change my life. And so I love that man. And, uh, so tell me this. So, um, you know, in the midst of all your successes and achievements, how do you stay grounded every day? The funny, the funny answer that I wanted to give is like, well, I have a wife, you know, <laughs> she, she puts me in my place, but, uh, but kidding aside, uh, how do I stay grounded every day? Um, what does that, what does that mean to you? I think it can mean a couple of things and I'll let you choose which version you want to it to mean for you. Sure. Um, you know, grounded can mean, um, in the midst of having all this, just things happening and things going around. How do you stay focused on taking care of yourself? That's, that's, I think my interpretation is in this midst where you've, you're just in this space now where it's easier. You're doing so many cool things. There's this, you know, like you're launching new products, you're meeting cool people, and there's all these opportunities that are coming your way. How do you still find the time to take care of yourself? I think that's one version. And then the second version is in the midst of all of your successes, you know, how do you not lose yourself in, in, in the grandeur of everything you're doing? How do you stay grounded to who you are and what's important to you? So you can go down either path or answer both, whichever you choose. Sure. Uh, how do I take care of myself every day? Um, I have to go back to meditation by meditating every day. It really just keeps me focused and centered on what's truly important, right? Keeps me focused and centered on what I need to do. 
keeps me focused on and centered on who do I need to support? Who do I need to help? Is it my customers? Is it my family? Is it myself? Uh, is it my team? Uh, it really does clear out a lot of the fog and the distraction that would normally come to a lot of people who are doing big things. And even if you're, you're working in a job, you're being, you've got a lot of stuff coming at you from all different directions. That's, that's one. Um, the second one was, so that's for the health and it's staying grounded. And then the other one is how do I stay grounded and pretty much how does my ego not swallow me up really is, is, is that the second part of it? That could be. Um, Yeah. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing and writing down my goals every morning and writing down why those goals are important to me keeps me grounded in the why and not the, the fluff and filler mm, and the fame and the spotlight and all that shit that really doesn't matter. Uh, I want to do big things because it provides bigger impact. And when I impact more people, more people can, experience a life of abundance really i love that man i i I love that and uh yeah could not agree more with just the concept of why quick note i just wanted to ask you for people you mentioned meditation having such a positive impact on your life for Mm -hmm. people who don't already meditate uh do you have any resources that you can recommend for them to get started without having that wall in the way of saying i don't know how to meditate or that sounds too woo-woo-y for me or anything along those lines sure so let me let me start off by saying there is no wrong way to meditate mm. and meditation can come in many different forms so if you go for a run every morning without headphones in without you know uh distraction and you're just in your thoughts as you're that's a form of meditation right but traditional quote unquote meditation if you want to get into it there is no wrong way to do it it's simply Breathing, focusing on your breath, and doing that for a period of time, whether it's three minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. Some ways to start. Will The best and easiest way is an app called Headspace. Me personally, I think that is the best app out there um, for that. It's very, it, it helps you navigate the unknown of like, okay, what is meditation? Uh, And they do it in a way that anybody, whether you're a six-year-old or whether you're a six-year-old and you've never done it before, you can relate to it. And they start you out small, baby steps to get get the ball rolling. And then if you like it and you enjoy it, uh, my recommendation is at least do it for two weeks because there is that time and process where there's going to be a lot of chatter in your brain when you're first starting. Once you get through that chatter after like day seven, then you'll find like, oh, I actually am enjoying this. And you'll start seeing the positive benefits of it. Love that. Love it, man. This has been such a constructive, um, just such a constructive episode with so many actionable little insights that I'm personally going to be implementing um, in my own day to day. And uh, I I think, again, I want to, I want to give you a plug, Alan. I mean, you've, you've really created this life for yourself. Nothing was handed to you. Um, and, and, and you've, and I've, it's been so amazing just seeing you achieve the way you've achieved and, and how you've manifested this reality, um, from where you were to where you are now. And, uh, I, I think that 
just by this conversation we're having right now, uh, you can tell that it's not something that was just that fell in your lap. It's something that you practiced and it's something that you, you cultivated and, and really just created for yourself. And I don't think there's anything more inspirational than that. So I, I really want to thank you so much for, for being here with us and, and sharing your story and, and, and inspiring everybody listening, including myself. Um, so I wanted to sort of wrap everything up. Um, obviously you've got an amazing company, best self co, um, for anybody who is looking for a, and I'm not, I'm not going to let you sell your product. I'm going to sell it for you because I love it so much. Um, the best self journal, uh, has been my number one tool of success as we were growing Java press to, to different heights. And it isn't just for people who are building businesses. It's, it's for people who are trying to make positive change in their life and want a structured way and a amazing community to support you do that. Um, so for anybody who's interested in a best self journal, uh, please visit bestself.co and check out their website. Like I said, they have a ton of actionable and helpful stuff there. And Alan, if anybody who listening to this, this podcast episode wanted to reach out and talk to you about meditation or any questions like that, do you have any, would you mind sharing your contact info for, for folks to reach out? Yeah, absolutely. But first, uh, anyone who's listening, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, let's use discount code because uh, I want to give your audience a discount. If they, if they feel so inclined to come to the site, you, by the way, we give everything away for free. Uh, you can download everything that we have on our site and use it, print it out yourself. <laughs> but Amazing. if you want to spend money with us, we'll make you spend not as much money. Uh, use discount code Java press 10. Um, and that'll give you a discount to the store. Perfect. That is very generous of you, Alan. And, uh, and like I said, I know that a lot of people here could, will we'll find that journal useful. So anyways, um, how can they connect with me? Uh, you can connect with me, uh, on Facebook. Uh, and I have a blog, uh, where I share a lot of what we talked about today, as well as marketing strategies, growth strategies on what I'm doing with best self, uh, over at alanbrower.com. Perfect. Well, um, again, Alan, thank you so much for being here, brother. Um, this has been Thanks, a, a, a pleasure. And, uh, so that's it for us today, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this amazing episode with Alan and until next time, stay grounded. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the stay grounded podcast brought to you by Java press coffee company. My name is Raj. And I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.